What's up, manga fans? It's your boy, the Hollywood Kid, back at it again for the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast, flying solo yet again for another episode of Luke's Like That Manga, read this manga. Me and the Like That Legion up in here. Oh my goodness. We have carved out our own little spot on the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcasting Network. Uh, it's a network because we just do so many darn shows. Oh my goodness. So let's break it down. Let's break it down for everybody. We have Manga Monday and Manga Monday is our play. That's, that's, you know, that's the big man on campus. That's the big enchilada. That's where the business gets done. And that is our recommendation show. Uh, so people write in what they want to hear and then we talk about it. Chapter one, Spada Bing. It's just that easy. Great jumping on point. No gatekeeping. Everybody has a good old time. I'm buying a Monday. Bada big. Uh, now, what do we have apart from that? We used to have the Shonen Explosion. Boom. That used to happen uh, every Thursday. But now we are switching up the game a little bit. We have the new show titled Yet to be Determined at time of recording. Oh, my goodness. It's, uh, it'll be on a Wednesday, so we can call it the, the Wednesday weekly recap show. Alliteration. Bada bing. Uh, yeah, so we can do that. And that's going to be, like the title work in progress suggests, that's going to be the recap show on all of the new, like the newer chapters. You know, the stuff like the, the what we like. The the blue boxes, maybe Candy Flurry, maybe. Uh, the Nine Dragons baseball parades. The Witch Watches. Uh, and we might sprinkle in a couple of the older series in there as well. We might sprinkle in like a My Hero chapter. Here or there, Jujutsu Kaisen, Jujutsu Kaisen garnish on top, maybe. Uh, you know, as basically as Jim catches up reading because he's he's catching up on all the books these days. Oh my goodness! And then we also have the anime show on Fridays, and that is just really you know whatever we end up doing that Friday, real seat of the pants kind of stuff. And then we wrap it all back up to here on Saturdays or earlier. If you've got that early access on the Weird Science Manga and Anime Patreon feed, early access to this show and so much more. I like to think that this show is a little bit more niche for the niche tastes, perhaps, maybe. Uh, I don't know. They're not really that niche, let's be honest. But this is kind of things that if you got introduced with the Manga Monday and, you know, you're you're rolling with the new stuff in the, the Wednesday recap show, this show provides perhaps a little a little look at some lesser known titles to to dip your foot into and take a look maybe mm. but you know how it is what we do here is go back we take a look at whatever manga that we were reading on the manga monday main episode for the patreon feed and you know if you go onto the patreon you can get the 14 Extra episodes, early access, the full Manga Monday experience. Oh my goodness. But what we did this Manga Monday was we did The Promised Neverland. A highly requested The Promised Neverland. Oh my goodness. Everybody wanted to hear about this one. Oh, there was fisticuffs going on and who was taking ownership of it. Oh my goodness. And unlike the anime, which went a little bit off the rails, that first chapter still holds up, I might add. We did like it quite a bit. Uh, Jim got a little bit emotional towards the end. Oh, poor Connie. Oh, my goodness. And her little bunny rabbit. Oh, stop. Oh, jeez. Uh, and, I mean, 
it's hard to blame him. And I'll be honest, maybe I'll get a little bit emotional this time with the manga that we are discussing uh, in this episode. Because it is near and dear to my heart, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. I only started reading it this year. I only started playing catch-up this year. But I can tell you already that it, ooh, it's already on, on, the, on the list. It's already on the, the top sevens, perhaps. Oh, my goodness. It is something special indeed. Now, once again, in terms of comparisons to The Promised Neverland, maybe I'm a little bit, I don't know. <laughs> I'm losing my touch with these comparisons, let's be honest. We, we, we were a little bit off the rails with Candy Flurry and, uh, and Soloist in the Cage. Even though we did like Soloist in the Cage last week, didn't we? Oh, my goodness. Gemolition Man. Who could forget? But... I mean, mm, okay, if we look at it, okay, we have the female protagonists. We have Emma here uh, in The Promised Neverland, and we also have a female protagonist in this manga. We have a world that seems idyllic, and all is right with the world, but then a, a, a dark tragedy happens, and and the world is not what it seems anymore, and that propels our, our main character into action and into discovering this new unknown world. You know, on second thought, maybe there is quite a lot of similarities. Maybe I just cracked my own code here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and I know, you know, you, you can get on my page, dear listener. You are, me and you, we are on the same wavelength. I know. Bada bing. So yes, let's jump into it. We have, the manga, of course, is Witch Hat Atelier. Atelier. There you go. Atelier. Thank you, Google Translate. Yes, I'll be perfectly honest. When we were discussing uh, the upcoming shows this week on Shonen, the last Shonen Explosion, boom! I I was being sneaky and I <laughs> I did not reveal the title that we were doing this week because I did not know how to pronounce Atelier. I did want to sound like a dummy, even though we all know that you know there's no hiding it we are dummies that's the secret to our success oh no but uh yeah atelier it's french and atelier is the private workshop or studio of a professional artist in the fine or decorative arts there you go and it is french so what about our french listeners baguettes oh yes indeed uh but yes this is which had atelier from Kodansha Comics, it's been a while since we went into Kodansha Town, so I thought we'd bring this one up, Kodansha, and you know how we do in Kodansha Town. You can head on over to the Kodansha fancy new website that they just updated recently, and they have fixed a couple of the kinks, you know, it used to be a website for ants, and you couldn't read any of the previews, but they fixed all those little kinks, those little teething troubles, and now it's a very slick website. And you can go on and you can check out Witch Hat Atelier Chapter 1 for yourself. Oh my goodness. And I tell you what, I do recommend that you do that, dear listener. Because I like to paint the picture. I like to, you know, get the visualizations going as you do. But I cannot do the pretty pictures that we see here. I cannot do them justice, dear listener. They are mesmerizing monumental manga work here oh my goodness it is a sight to behold and you owe it to yourself if you're listening to this to take a look at it for yourself because oh it is simply beautiful oh my goodness but yes this is witch hand atelier by kamone shirahama indeed 
uh, published by Kodansha. There is seven volumes currently out in the West, and I wish there was more. Oh, I, <laughs> the waits for these. Oh, this is painful. It's painful because this series is so good. Oh, but yes, we'll get into it. We have chapter one. I like it. Nice and simple. You know, no, no fancy titles. Chapter one does exactly what it says on the tin. And we'll get going. We start off with absolutely beautiful. Like you, you know what you're getting into something gorgeous right from the get go here. Absolutely beautiful color pages here. And we see a, a little girl in a little witch outfit. And she's looking up and she sees all these crazy, beautiful things. You see an astronaut. You see a, a dancer or a, she's got a wand. Maybe I don't know. There's stuff going on. A fox, uh, an athlete, a giant whale. Uh, is that a Pegasus in the back? Just magical stuff altogether. And she says, is an athlete always an athlete, even from birth? What about astronauts or pop stars? You can't know what you're going to be until you grow up, right? So, what about witches? Is it the same for them? Question mark. And then we have the beautiful color page spread here. Oh, it's like a... I don't know how you describe it. It's it's like a... Maybe behind the scenes, because we do see like a hand drawing. It's it's a, it's like a story picture book. like a, Like a fantasy picture book. And we do see our protagonist, Coco, there. But then we also see a hand drawing it. And drawing, that's going to become very relevant in this chapter. The, the art of drawing and, and making pictures and stuff, that's all going to be... Like, obviously, that's how they make manga. You know, you do the drawings. We, <laughs> we know how manga works here, you know. But that's also pretty important to the story that's being told here. As we will find out down the line, yes. But simply mesmerizing. And then we get, and then we get another, another color page. So we have the double page spread and then another color page. And then we see the, our protagonist, Coco, walking into the river, doing a little bit of washing. She sees this. It's not like a, a, a doe, a deer, a female deer. Um, but it's like, it's, it looks like it, but it's got like massive ears and like a, a funky tail. So it's some magic creature. We are in some type of magic land. It's very unique. And then we see Coco, uh, she's having fun, just doing a little bit of washing. She says that this is a magic spring, don't you know? And then we see it's all glowing and shining, so it's very pretty, very magical. And then we see the weird animal going for a little drink in the magic stream. And Coco's just thinking, magic never gets old. This is amazing. Oh my goodness, she loves the magic. Coco loves it. And she says, this world is brimming with magic. It brings boons to us all. It's impossible to imagine a life without it. But I have no idea how exactly magic works. Because here's the thing. Like, magic is all over the place in this world. It's a magical world. But us common folk, the mere peasants, they don't know how to activate the magics. They don't know how to cast the spells. That's a mystery that only the witches know. And not just anybody. Not just... Not just Johnny come lately can become, or Coco come lately can become a witch. This is something that normal folk just can't do. But poor old Coco, she has a little book here, and that book will become relevant later. But all she wants, all she desires is to become a witch. I wish I had been born a witch. And then she has a little bit of fun with the washing that she's hanging up. She's like, oh, she tries to cast a spell, get the flying cloaks out of like the, the bed sheets. And the bed sheets just end up flying away. So that's 
not exactly what she intended. Oops. And then she's chasing it, and then she sees up in the sky some crazy contraption flying her way. What is this? It's some <laughs> flying, weird flying thing with a Pegasus, and it's like a, a flying carriage. Oh my goodness. And it's got two wheels, and then one of the wheels is like, is like facing downward, you know, like the Back to the Future DeLoreans. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. Where we're going, we don't need roads, apparently. Wow. It's a Pegasus carriage, she says. And she's very excited. This is something you don't see every day in her little, in her little humdrum village, in her little cottage here. This is a big deal, apparently. And she's gonna run down and check it out. So she heads downstairs into her little home, uh, and she opens the door and she kind of bumps into somebody. This, uh, this curious looking dude here, he's got the spectacles with one tinted glass and one like normal glass. So he's got a funky look going on here. And he's like, oh, sorry, didn't mean to be in the way or your door. Oh my goodness, he's very nice. And then we see that she is actually living in some type of, some type of fabric store. They sell the cloth and the materials. I'm sure there's a proper word for it. And her mother is a seamstress. So this is, this is her livelihood. This is what they do. Uh, and, and it's very busy because we, we see here the occupants of that flying Pegasus carriage have arrived and they're looking for all the different materials and embroidery. And oh my goodness, they're all excited. And Coco thinks, Coco is our protagonist, this little girl. She's thinking, oh, are, are these all with you? Mr. Weird Glasses, what's going on? And he says, oh, no, no, they're not with me. Uh, and Coco is just mesmerized. She says, oh, my goodness, the, the big city folk coming in, and they have the flyer Pegasus carriages. Oh, my goodness, this is very exciting times. And then we see Coco's mother, and uh, she needs a hand uh, dealing with all the customers here in the embroidery shop, uh, you know. And she's like, Coco, how about a hand? And she asks what the dude with the glasses needs. What can we help you with? And he needs a length of smoke-colored cloth. Uh, but he says he can come back if they're too busy. Uh, but no, no, don't worry about it. Coco will sort you out. Coco, she knows her stuff, apparently. Is that so? Oh, my goodness. And Coco, she kind of she kind of tries her luck here. She's like, oh, mom, when I'm done, can I go out and see the Pegasus carriage? And mom doesn't like the idea of that. She's like, how many times have I told you that you can't go playing with other people's property? There's no witches around to fix things, you know. So witches fix things. Oh, there you go. A little bit of world building. Oh, my goodness. And, and even more, uh, Coco says, please, I promise to stop talking about how I wish I could use magic. So we know Coco, she loves that magic and she wishes that she could be a witch, that she could use the magic as well. Coco's mom is like, oh, jeez, Louise. Okay, but only if you're quick about finishing all your work. And Coco being the gem that she is, absolute gem. You knew it, but she is an absolute gem here. She's, oh, she's really happy. Hooray. She starts grabbing all the materials. She's going to get the job done quick. And then we see this is, and then we see this is a quite skillful artistry at hand here because she, Starts doing, making all the preparations, cutting the cloths, drawing the lines. And she's very good at it. Very, you know, good with the the drawings, drawing the straight lines, you know, for the materials. This is something that she is quite a dab hand at, apparently. And this is what interests our curious looking customer here with the funky glasses. And he's like, oh, 
precise measurement, a perfectly straight cut, steady hands. I had no idea this village was home to such an artisan. That is some real magic. Ooh, and uh, obviously, Coco's blushing. Oh my goodness, you got it all wrong. Magic's all sparkly and mysterious and wonderful and priceless and beautiful and precious. And oh, it sparkles. She's just in love with magic. She, oh my goodness, she's blushing. Oh, jeez. It's adorable. Uh, she's straight up a gem here. And, uh, and our curious customer, he says, Oh, it appeared that you're quite fond of this magic malarkey. Oh, my goodness. Might I acquire as to why? And then we get, oh, a page turn. And this happens a lot with this book and this series. You get a page turn and you just marvel at just absolutely beautiful panel layouts. And like the borders have such a, a wonderful, it's like a picture book. Everything's framed in such a beautiful way. Oh, it's mesmerizing. I'm telling you. Like, oh, this is a, it's a beautiful manga. Just looking at some of these panels, like, you can't just stop and marvel at it. Oh, it's gorgeous. I could wax lyrical about it. It's gorgeous. But we see this is, uh, like, almost setting up, like, you know, the fairy tale, the, the, the flashback into the past. And it was when she was really little and mom took me to a festival at the castle, the big castle. And then she got a, a little slim book, she says. That's the book that we saw earlier. From a witch wearing a mask. We do see the witch here has a pointed cap, which is pretty, pretty important. You know, they have witch hat in the title. So these these little hats might be pretty important down the line. Hmm. And then we see this witch in question uh, is very mysterious. It got the, got the pointed hat, but like it has a mask and like an eye mask covering their face and then like little tassels. So it's a very unique design. And they say, you there, girl, wouldn't you like to buy a picture book about magic? And obviously, uh, Coco, she's like, oh, magic? I like the picture book. But what's magic? Magic, my dear, is the miracle that makes our world vibrant. Oh my goodness. And then it's all, you know, all the stuff that we've seen before. The Pegasus carriages flying in the sky. The, the, the springs of pure water. The magic water springs. And even the cobblestones on your feet gently glowing as you stride along. And we do see the, the floor lighting up here. And little Coco looking adorable. Little flowers, little like flower piece on her head. Oh, adorable. All these things are thanks to magic. And she's in love already. Oh, it's so pretty. Oh, my goodness. Magic is the bestest. I love magic. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and this uh, this wheeler dealer witch man, he is able to strike a bargain. He's like, how about it? I'll throw in this free wand. Limited time offer. Oh, my goodness. And then we see mom back back again. And she gave Coco money to buy a roasted strawberry. And then she comes back with a picture book of the magic. And a free wand? What's all this baloney? Oh my goodness. And even then, when like, when you, when she says, oh, it's a free wand, but at the bottom, it's a pen, and it came with ink. So you think that this, you know, this little girl got hoodwinked right here. Like, a magic wand that's just a pen? What is this? This is a load of baloney. When I grow up, I'm going to be a witch and make the world vibrant too. She doesn't even care. She is just so happy and mesmerized by magic. She loves it all. But uh, mom chimes in with the harsh truths here, dropping truth bombs. Oh, no. She's like, you can't. And little Coco's upset. And then she says, you can't become a witch. You'll have to be born that way. Regular folk like us just don't have what it takes. 
But Coco, she's like, no way, mom, look, when I when I walk on the cobblestones, they light up. And then she's like, okay, let's head on home. And if the ground keeps going all the way there, then maybe you can use magic after all. And of course, once they get off the cobblestones, a little Coco's upset. And I'm like, oh, I know you have to, you know, you have to be straight. You have to keep it on front street, mom. But why do you got to do this to poor little Coco? Oh, she just likes the magic. Oh, my goodness. And then we see <laughs> Coco is obviously embarrassed by this little storytelling. And then she's like, I've just liked magic ever since. I couldn't stop hoping that maybe, maybe one day I could be a witch too, you know? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I thought with all that money I spent on the little book, it might show how to use magic. And then this curious customer, he's like, hmm, a witch selling books at the Castle Festival. And he's interested about this book. He wants to know more. But then they hear a big crash. Oh, my goodness, something's outside. A big commotion. They go running outside, and they see the Pegasus carriage has fallen over. Oh, no. And everybody's just gathering around. What a mess. There's these two little kids that they were you know, shenanigans. You know, they, they, they were crawling around and... It fell over. Oh my goodness. And then the, the customers, the little, the high and mighty women from the big city, they are not, they, they remind me like they're like the three, you know, what is it like the Snow Whites or the Cinderella's and the Bean Sisters, the stepsisters. They're like that. They're like, Oh my goodness. What have you done to our carriage? That belongs to my father, you know? Oh no. They are, you know, all high and mighty and all this. And oh my goodness. And the mom's like, Oh, uh, these kids, they, oh, this this is a, this is a big tragedy. Oh my goodness, I am terribly sorry. And then, no, 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 the the high and mighty girls, they're not happy with this at all. These bumpkins must have planned to strand us and take our valuables. Oh no! So yeah, they are making a big commotion out of things. But then we see our curious customer with the funky glasses. He comes on out. Pardon me, but perhaps I could be of service. Ooh. Who's this? The damage doesn't appear too serious. And one of the high and mighty girls is like, oh, and just who are you supposed to be, mister? And then he he's like, oh, my apologies. Allow me to cap off my attire. My goodness, we have a comedian here. Oh, jeez. Because he pulls out a little a little witch hat of his own. Oh, my goodness. Coco's like, whoa, what is this? And then he pops on the little cap and he says, Quiffery the Witch at your service. Now, I always said it as, like, this Quiffery, he's one of our main characters. And I don't know, it's it's Q-I-F-R-E-Y. And for the life of me, I, I always just said it as Quiffery. I don't know if some people say Keyfree. I don't know. But in my head, it's, it's Quiffery. That's, that's the way I read it. And everybody's very surprised. Oh my goodness, you really are a witch. You got the witch hats. Do you think you can fix this? And then he says, yeah, easy peasy. I just have to recast the spell on the carriage's baseboard, this big wheel that uh, that was facing the ground. Uh, of course, that's a little difficult outdoors. Coco seizes the opportunity. She's like, you can use the workshop. Coco's mom is like, Coco. But Coco, she's adamant. She's like, no way. We'd be delighted, right, mom? Oh, my goodness. She's so excited. A real-life witch. This kind of thing never happens around here. In the in the sticks, you know. Oh my goodness! And besides, we might even get a chance to see it the moment when he casts the spell. Oh my goodness! And a beautiful art once more. Uh, and she is so excited. Oh she! Oh wow! Oh my goodness! This is so amazing! It's just unbelievable! I'm smiling so hard. I think my face is gonna break. 
hanging their little smile muscles. Oh my goodness, she's so excited. She's bouncing all around the place. Oh jeez. And then uh, Quiffy's like, oh Coco, many thanks. The use of your workshop would be most welcome. But I do have one more request. Just a little something that only you could help me with. Do you mind? And obviously Coco is very excited. She's like, what can I do? Oh yes indeed. Turns out she just gets put on guard duty. Oh no. Uh, I'd like you to watch the door for me and make certain that nobody is peeking while I cast the spell. No one is to come inside no matter what. It's very important that he does not get disturbed during this spell casting. But poor little Coco. Obviously she's disappointed. You know, she just she wanted to get in on the action. She didn't want to be waiting outside. Oh, what's so bad about watching anyway? There's magic all over the world. Why would the part when it gets cast be such a big secret? Oh no. And then we see a little secret going on in the background. Those two little two little punk kids sneaking around and then she's like, What's going on? They're climbing up the roof and they're like, What do you think you're doing? Oh my goodness, we got busted. And they want to get a little sneak peek. They want to check out the skylight and see what's going on inside. And she's like, no way, that's not fair. If you get to look inside, then I do too. She climbs up and she wants to have a look. But the curtains are drawn in the skylight, so they can't see nothing. Oh, jeez, curtains are shut. Drats, let's get out of here. But Coco, she is determined. She's not going to let that little thing stop her. Because, oh, she gets, like... She gets covered up by a big sheet. It goes flying into her. Oh my goodness. And then she looks up on the washing line. And she sees a little hatchway in right beside the washing line. Right into the, the little hut. So she can sneak in there and see what's going on. Oh ho. So she climbs down all sneaky like. And then she's like, oh I shouldn't. Oh but I really want to see it. Oh but I'm not supposed to. She's having her you know, conflicted thoughts. But then she peeks a little and she does see Quiffery doing the magic spell casting and we see that what it is is drawing he's drawing a big big circle with lots of symbols on the on the wheel and lots of sigils and such but it's all being drawn with a pen very interesting magic being cast with a pen that's how it works magic isn't cast with words it's drawn Oh my goodness, this is Revelation Station. This is crazy. Suddenly that pen that she got free with the little book, that makes a lot more sense now. Oh my goodness. And then, you know, once he's all wrapped up, he's like, now Coco. And Coco, she gets a shock. Uh Uh-oh, he's expecting her at the door. So she runs down uh, and she's out out of breath by the time she lets him out. And then he's like, oh, uh, thanks for all the hard work, I suppose. You put up a sweat. Oh my goodness. And then we do see the carriage is back in the air again, lift off. It took off, oh my goodness. And the mom's like, aren't you excited, Coco? You couldn't stop chattering on about that carriage earlier. And Coco's like, I am okay. And then mom's like, oh, to think a day would come when you weren't hopping up and down about magic. So there's something on Coco's mind. And then Quiffery chimes in, hopping up and down. And this kind of jumps Coco, startles her. She's like, oh, here's your things and your cloth. And then she kind of hides behind Bob. She's a little nervous. And Quiffery thinks, I would have liked to hear more about that book. But, you know, it doesn't seem like Coco is uh, willing, very willing to uh, chime in at this stage. So he's like, oh, I suppose I'll have no such luck. I'll be on my way. Perhaps our paths will cross again one day that we see him walking off into the distance. And then Coco's mom breathes a sigh of relief. Phew. And Coco is confused. Were you worried about something? And Coco's mom, this is, 
you know, this is nice here. She's like, oh, I thought that maybe you were going to stay. You were going to say you wanted to go with that man. I already lost your father to the illness. I don't think I could bear having you leave too. And Coco, once again, proven she's a gem. I'll never do that. I couldn't leave you all alone. And Coco's mom says, thanks, Coco. How'd I get such a sweet little girl? And then she smiles and, oh, it's adorable. Oh, my goodness. But then night falls and Coco, she's getting down to business. She's thinking, I'm sorry, mom. I won't leave. But there's something I gotta try. Now that she knows the secret behind magic, that she can do it with the drawing, and she has the drawing wand here, you know, she's gotta try it. She's gotta try it for herself. All the patterns in the book, this is something that she's been dreaming of her whole life, pretty much. And then she starts opening up, she starts drawing, she, her hand trembling a little, but she starts drawing the little circles. It's a little messy for the first go, but she completes it, and as soon as she completes the circle, it starts glowing. And then we just see another beautiful page of just Coco absolutely mesmerized. Just the the surprise and, and the joy on her face. Oh my goodness, she's so excited. She's hopping up and down. She just used magic and then she's running around the place. It's magic, real magic. This is so amazing. I don't even know what to do. Oh my goodness, drawn has been the secret the whole time. But then she gets worried. I wasn't supposed to look, though. Am I going to get in trouble if anybody finds out? So she's nervous, but then she's like, I'll just do one little tiny circle. I'll just do one more. Maybe one more little page. So she's very excited. And then we see in the forest, uh, Quiffery is camping out. He's got, a, he's got his big glowy fire symbol here. He's got his magic going. But clearly, he has a lot on his mind still about Coco and still about that magic book. Because that's a big no-no, as it turns out, in the world of witches. To sell something pertaining to magic to a child who knows nothing of the art, that's not something that you're supposed to be doing. And he kind of, he jumps up and he startles awake and he says, no, surely it's not ellipses. Oh my goodness, so something's going on here with Quiffery. Uh-oh. We move back to the little little cottage, the little hut, and uh, and into Coco's house. And into Coco's room, and there is magic underway. She's making, she's making her own little fire spell, but the page ends up being set on fire. Oh my goodness! That one was a fire spell, and then she puts it out, and she's all nervous. Oh, that could have been bad. And she's got a lot of spells drawn here. I think I'm getting the hang of this slowly but surely. She's getting used to drawing the circles and the symbols and the sigils and all this jazz. Oh my goodness, big ones are stronger than little ones, and neatly drawn ones last longer than messy ones. So this is all things that she's learning from practice. Oh my goodness. But it's hard to draw them both big and neat. The visitor we had today made it look so easy. Oh my goodness. And then this is where she gets the idea. Maybe, and we do know that she has a steady hand from doing all that, you know, the stuff with the, the clothes, you know, the materials, drawn with the straight lines. She's pretty good at that. So she has an idea. She's going to open up the book and put a page over it. And then she can trace the spell using the page. She can make it out and just trace it into the perfect pattern. And then she can trace the pattern perfectly. She's got it all figured out. And a very ominous panel, dark shadows kind of encroaching her. And then she's just, she's almost finished there. I wonder what kind of spell this one is. And then hands reach out and grab her. Oh my goodness, it's Quiffery. And Quiffery is looking very serious. And he grabs her as she finishes the spell. And it starts crackling and flashing and big boom. And Quiffery, he is like, he is on the ball. He runs out 
and then he leaps out the window and jumps off the, the roof and then he clicks together his feet and there's some there's some spell on his feet. He's got a circle on his feet and then he's got the flying feet. He's got the flying shoes. Oh my goodness. We don't need no brooms up in here. He's got the flying shoes. And then boom, he goes up into the sky, high into the sky, away from that spell because that was not something that Coco should have done. What did you draw, Coco? What kind of magic did you draw? He is very serious. We saw him earlier. He was all smiles, all happy, very polite, very genuine, nice guy. But Quiffy, he is he's very serious here. And Coco, obviously, she's scared and she's afraid. I don't know. I just traced one of the patterns in the book. And then he says, the book, is it still inside? And then, and, and then Coco's like, yeah, it still is. And then she sees back in the cabin, mom comes out and she's like, Coco, what's going on? And Coco reaches for reaches for her mom. Hold still, I don't want to drop you. But then we see the mom is upset as well, Coco. And then we see something coming out from the ground behind mom. Uh oh, big like rock formation, big like coming out of the ground, rock stuff all covering her up. Oh my goodness, what's going on? Crack, crack, crack. And then we just see both Quiffy and Coco looking very shocked. This can't be real, no. And then we see oh. It's very, it's, it's very dramatic. Just this, this panel of Coco's mom, just all like frozen in rock. She got the Medusa. She got Medusa without the Medusa, you know? Like, oh, Jesus. And all covered in stone. This Dr. Stone up in here. But it's very, it's very, it's tragic, you know? And she's just shouting, Mommy. Oh my goodness. She's upset. And she's crying. I'm so sorry. I didn't know what. And Quiffy knows. He calms her down. He's like, of course you didn't. That's why we keep it secret. To prevent things like this. The conjuring ink. The patterns for the casting seals. That's all it takes. But those anyone can use magic. Hiding that truth. Is the one great rule of witches. So that is big revelation station. You know anybody can use magic. But when everyone's magic. Nobody is. Just you know just like syndrome. Incredibles up in here. That is the big secret. That is what they've been hiding the witches have been hiding the truth from all the normal folk so tragedies like this don't happen where you know kids use the magic and not knowing what's going on there's rules to this to keep everything in order and one of those rules as he says those who find out the truth must have their memories erased and coco is shocked here and then, <laughs> then she starts trying to kick away she tries to break free and he's like calm down quit twisting around i can't hold on to you like this but no, she wants to escape. Let go of me. If you make me forget, then what happened to my mom? And then she's trying to wriggle free. And Quiffy says, if you can tell me what kind of seal you drew, I might know how to reverse it. But without that knowledge, ow! And then he gets kicked in the face. Oh my goodness. Coco is going crazy. If, you, if you're asking about the picture book, I've read it so many times, I know it by heart. Of course, the book. If that book was written by whom I suspect, I cannot allow her to forget She's the only lead I have. So setting up a mystery here with that witch from the castle and with Quiffery. He's intrigued by all. And we knew he was intrigued by the book, but he is intrigued by this mysterious witch and all this jazz. Oh my goodness. You could identify the book if you saw it again, yes? Could you point it out which page you drew from? If I found another copy for you and showed you the shape, they can't get their original book because it's all blown up now because of that spell. It's done. But if they got a copy of that book, another copy, 
they could reverse the spell. The same one I drew, if you saw it, could you save my mother? And Quiffy says, there may yet be hope. And this is when it tugs at the heartstrings, because we have Coco hugging him tightly. And she says, Mr. Quiffy, please, please don't take my memories. I swear I'll find the book again. I'll do anything, anything to save my mom. Oh my goodness, just a little gem. Oh. And then Quiffy says, can you honor the secret? Yes, I promise. And do you have the will to study? Study? Question mark. If you are to retain the truth you have learned, then you choose to stand alongside us. That is your only option. You either become a witch or you, they pull out the pen. Mind wipe from men in black. That's what's going to happen. That is your only option. So yes, Coco, from now on, you will be a witch. Oh my goodness, that is the end. As we see Coco and Quiffy flying up in the sky and Coco just looking mesmerized. You will be a witch. That is the end of the chapter. Oh, now that is quite a quite a dramatic first chapter. Oh my goodness. And I do like it quite a lot. I have to say, and if you ask Antonio, especially he knows, he knows that I was hooked from chapter one. But this, this, this first chapter, I was, I was so on board, I fell in love. With little adorable gem Coco. And it's a simple, it's a simple setup, you know. It's it's a little girl living an ordinary life and an ordinary world, but she she knows that there's magic in that world and she wants to see it for herself and she wants to be a witch too, and she wants to live the magical life. But then tragedy strikes and she gets her wish. At what cost? At what cost, dear listener? Oh my goodness, not mom. Oh, jeez. So there's a lot going on here. You know, you have the great character set up in both Coco and Quiffery. We have and we have an idea of what both of these characters want. We have an idea that Coco wants to be a witch. Obviously, she gets her wish. Uh, and Quiffery, he wants to know what's going on with this mysterious bookseller. And he thinks that he has a clue with Coco. So he takes Coco under his wing, but all to serve that little mystery that he's trying to solve. So there's mysterious angles going on there as well. We get wonderful world building as well, just with like the lived-in world, as Jim likes to say. All these crazy contraptions and magic items that we see is already such a vibrant world. And the imagination on display here is uh, is very interesting. Even the just the concept of the magic being drawn like that. We've seen magic. We've seen lots of magic worlds. Lots of lo- loads. Dungeons and Dragons all doing the magics. But this idea of magic being drawn and the fact that anybody can do it, that big revelation, this is all very intriguing. This is a new twist on the concept. And you're compelled to find out more because just like Coco, you're learning about it with her. So Coco learns about the magic and then you learn about the magic. And her excitement and her enthusiasm is so infectious that you can't help but get excited yourself. And the way that the author, Shirahama, is able to uh, express that in, in the art is just oh, mesmerizing. I'll tell you, even if you weren't already hooked with the characters and with the world and like the crazy concepts and all this, it would be the art that would hook you. Because I am telling you, I don't think I've ever seen in all the books that I've read, I don't think I've ever seen art this beautiful. This is Simply gorgeous art. I mean, it is like Shirahama is well known. She does she does uh, comic covers like for for DC books and Marvel books, and she's a well known artist. But 
Oh my goodness, it is just incredible. Like there's so many panels here that you just stop and you you just look at it, and it's just the detail and the expressions, and oh, the, it's just so charming. Oh my goodness! And then when when you get into the like the crazy backgrounds and the details that she puts into the the frames and the borders, giving it all like a special picture book effect. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I've never seen manga this beautiful. It's gorgeous. So that that alone makes it worth it but then when you when you put in everything else it's just the perfect package i'm talking myself up to a 10 here but no i won't i won't go 10 i think it might be a little a little slow at the start but that's how you set up the world and all that but still a little slow at the start and it is 60 pages so that's a big read but i mean you can't even complain too much because there's not a bad page you know like every page just looks beautiful so oh um let me see let me 9.8. 9.8. I'll go 9.8. I think this is something else. This is so, so wonderful. Just look at this. It's mesmerizing. Probably my biggest complaint is that we have to wait so long for the volumes. But when they look this beautiful, like, you can't complain because you're never left disappointed. Uh, oh, it's just, it's really, this series is really something special. And then as we go on with the series, we learn more about the world. We learn more as Coco learns about it. We learn too. So it's, it's a gradual setup. You know, some people say that it's a little slow, a little slow off the mark. Uh, but I think that that works because you don't want to get all, you don't want to get front loaded with everything. And Coco is learning about this stuff gradually. And then we learn her other students. We meet them. They are all gems. Oh my goodness, Tatia. Tatia is my favorite. She is the biggest gem of them all. Oh, it's adorable. This this whole book is an adorable, great read. But it is also a seinen book. And seinen books, they are like for more mature audiences. So it does delve into some dark themes and some dark content. Like this is a surprising. You think that with the cutesy magic and all this, it would be, uh, you know, fun for all the family. But it, it does delve into some darker themes. Bear that in mind. But really, it's just it's just a wonderful book. I love it so much. Oh my goodness. I could go ten. You know, yeah, never mind that nine point eight. I'm going ten. <laughs> it's just great. I mean every volume I'm I'm just I'm just delighted with it. Oh, I love it so much. So yeah, I'm going ten. Never mind what nine point eight said. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's a little slow at the start, but oh it's every page is just a sight to behold like you don't even need to read the words you're just happy looking at the pictures oh my goodness yes indeed but yeah oh i love it 10 out of 10 i'm just gushing about it at this stage so we'll wrap it up it gets all the thumbs up from me all the all the praise i can give it It gets a 10 out of 10 i love it so i talk myself up that's how good it is just me rambling by myself that's how much i like it oh my goodness uh, it's the best. I'm just flicking through Lao and I'm loving it so much. Yeah, which had a 10 year, 10 out of 10. Bada big. Thank you for listening to Luke's Like That Read This on the Weird Science Manga Podcast. Now you gotta do three things before you go, before I let you go. Number one, head on over to at Weird Manga on the Twitters and follow us and we will follow you back. That is the weird science way of doing business. Uh, and it is, of course, your one-stop shop for all the latest and greatest manga news. Oh boy. Uh, number two, while you're at it, you will notice that on the Twitter, we have a link to our weirdsciencemanga at gmail.com email address. And through that, you can send us all of your questions and your queries. Uh, you will read them all out as we do. You send us in your top sevens, send in your requests, and you might get added to the Manga Monday recommendation list. Oh my goodness. And last of all, last but not least, 
check out the Weird Science Manga Podcast Patreon, where you can get access to the full Manga Monday experience. 14 early access episodes with new episodes added every week for your listening pleasure. It is just that easy. But I want to thank everybody for listening and to stay tuned to the Weird Science Manga Podcast for more manga goodness.